Before we begin, I'd like to inform you that this episode contains certain themes, imagery, or statements that may be inappropriate for certain audiences. This episode is rated PG and is not recommended for young children without parental guidance. Welcome back to the Ryan O'Neill Show. Today, we are going to be taking a deep dive into modern-day third-wave feminism. I apologize for not having uh, been uploading uh, recently. I've been quite busy between getting sick and then catching up from everything I missed. But I am back, and hopefully this episode makes up for it, because uh, it's going to be a long one. Alright, well, where better to start off than by making a claim? The claim I'm going to be making in this episode is that women are treated equally to, and oftentimes better than, men are. Alright, before I provide the evidence to back up my claim, I'd like to make a quick disclaimer. I'm not a sexist, right? I am in full support of equality between the sexes, but equality goes both ways. And so without further ado... Let's dive in. So first off, let's address the workplace. Uh, Men are significantly more likely to die in the workplace than women are. And if you look at uh, the chart that I have up on screen, uh, for those of you watching on YouTube, uh, you can see that every year from 2003 to 2020, 2020 is a bit cut off, my apologies for that, uh, that the death rate for men in the workplace is well over 10 times that of women. Continuing on with the workplace, uh, men are far more likely to work more dangerous jobs. Uh, Zippa.com states that, quote, 6.4% of all steel workers are women, while 93.6% are men, end quote. Uh, Zippa.com also says that 5% of all oil rig roughnecks are women, while 95% are men, end quote. And, uh, again from Zippa.com, we have that 2.9% of all bricklayers are women, while 97.1% are men. This is significantly lower than you would expect, as, uh, the article, uh, up on screen, for those of you watching on YouTube, uh, by Matthew Zane, uh, states that, quote, 46.6% of the workforce is female in the United States. So you would think that uh, women would work those jobs at closer to equal rates, but they do not, despite, of course, having the ability to. So now that we've spoken about the workplace, let's address uh, child custody. Right? Uh, a site on Utah Divorce... Uh, an article from there, written by David Pedrazas. My apologies if that pronunciation of the last name is incorrect. Uh, he states that, quote, even when factoring in the approximately 20 states that grant 50-50 shared custody time between fathers and mothers, per U.S. national average, men receive about 54% of the custody time that women receive. Uh, Mr. Pedrazas, my, my apologies once again if that uh, pronunciation is incorrect, 
Also says that, quote, in many states such as Utah, Kansas, Georgia, Oklahoma, Idaho, and others, the ratio of custody awards between female and male partners are extremely out of balance. For example, in Utah, men are awarded only 26% of custody time and women are awarded 74%. So staying on the topic of parenthood, let's cover a very uh, controversial uh, topic um, about abortion. So, uh, an article by Ronald C. Warren says that, quote, if women have the right to avoid parenting through a physical abortion, men should have a similar right through a financial abortion. End quote. So while I have more moral objections to physical and financial abortions alike, uh, it is undoubtable that up until about last year, women were granted the indisputed right to physical abortion. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, for Exactly 0% of that time were men granted any right to financial abortion. And in most states, women are still granted right to physical abortion, while in none are men granted the right to financial. And so, because of all of these mistreatments, uh, according to an article entitled Suicide in the United States, uh, it says, quote, males die by suicide three and a half times more often than females, end quote. So now that we have... Uh, covered the ways men are treated poorly let's cover some of the ways women are treated well <clears throat> so first off first and second wave feminism have fully achieved their goals all right uh so here's this article entitled the women's rights movement a very uh, progressive uh article um and it says quote first wave feminism focused on gaining women the right to vote they have that as well as opportunities to participate in the public sphere have that and access to education They've got all three. Uh, another quote from that same uh, article. Second wave feminism, also known as the women's liberation movement, took place in the 1950s and 1960s. It focused on getting women equal pay. They have that. I'll talk more about that uh, later. <clears throat> Taking control over their own sexuality. You've, If you have been on the internet for more than five minutes, you know that's the case. Breaking out from oppressive gender roles. Those are gone. Uh getting greater access to jobs as i've said previously they have 46 point something percent of the uh the workforce is women uh education um more on that later and reproductive care uh, i assume that's talking about abortion which uh for one thing i buy moral objections but uh they had what is effectively a uh a constitutional right to that after the Supreme Court ruling of Roe v. Wade uh, up until about a year ago. Um, <clears throat> so in modern day, the goals of both first and second wave feminism have been fully achieved. Uh, one claim often made is that uh, <clears throat> men have better access to higher education. Uh, however, this is blatantly untrue, uh, as according to the National Student Clearinghouse Research Center, uh, quote, women now comprise nearly 60% of enrollment in universities and colleges, and men just over 40%, end quote. Additionally, it is completely illegal, this type of discrimination that they're uh, speaking of, uh, as of Title IX of the Higher Education Act uh, in 1972, <clears throat> uh, banned that type of discrimination completely. Now, let's get into some of the good stuff. Um... <clears throat> the wage gap, possibly the most common uh, 
buzzword that feminists like to throw around. Um, it's false. Uh, first off, it's illegal for companies to use wages to discriminate by gender. Uh, it's been illegal since the passage of the Equal Pay Act in 1963. It is illegal. It is simply illegal. Uh, and large companies would not risk such a serious federal crime uh, like that just to pay women a little less. And even if they would, right? Let's uh, play devil's advocate. Uh, let's assume that companies would do that and could, in fact, get away with paying women less than men. Then would they would they ever hire men? No. Do you think companies are just super uh, male centric and they would hire men even if that makes them lose money? No. Companies are looking out for their own interests, and that interest happens to be money. Additionally, methodology used to quote-unquote prove the wage gap uh, is inaccurate and deeply flawed. Uh, the commonly reported figure is uh, derived by taking the total annual earnings of men in a given year and dividing that number by the number of male workers. This methodology takes no account whatsoever into a whole host of factors that might explain the discrepancy. So claims about a gender wage gap directly ignore the possible explanations for the discrepancy uh, <clears throat> and the very idea of a, w a wage gap is built off of in inaccurate and flawed methodology. <clears throat> Additionally, the reason that there is that discrepancy between the average income of men and the average income of women is because of discrepancies in jobs worked and hours spent working. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, in 2017, men worked an average of 8.05 hours in an average day, compared to 7.24 hours for women. <clears throat> in 2017, 94% of child daycare workers were female, and the mean annual uh, wage for child care workers was 23760 by contrast, just 2.9% of workers in logging were women, uh, and the mean annual wage there was $42,310. <clears throat> uh, so it's unreasonable to expect that women, while working fewer hours per average day, <clears throat> will make the same amount of money as men that work more hours per average day, on average, of course. Additionally, with more women choosing lower-paying careers, like uh, child daycare workers as opposed to loggers, uh, it's simply expected that the woman's average salary would be less than that of the average man simply because of those discrepancies. It's not sexism, it's just statistics. Uh, before we move on any farther, I'd just like to give special thanks to Mr. John Fellon. Uh, he published, quote, Harvard study, gender wage gap explained entirely by work choices of men and women. That's the title of his article. It's over on FEE Stories. It's really good. I recommend you have a look. That's where I got a lot of my information uh, about the wage gap in particular. Uh, so special thanks to him. Well then, that's the episode. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed listening because I certainly enjoyed making it. If you guys enjoyed this type of content, uh, let me know. You can either leave a like if you're here on YouTube, you can subscribe, you can follow, whatever it's called on uh, the platform you're listening on currently. Um, and let me know. Uh, you can also let me know by sharing this content, because when you share this content, I get an influx of viewers, uh, and that's always fun. So share this with your friends, your family, whoever you think would enjoy it. Additionally, if you disagree with me on any of these points or have anything to add, uh, you can go at me on Twitter. I am at that underscore Ryan O'Neill. Uh, it'll be on the screen for those of you watching on YouTube, 
and it'll be down in the description of this episode. Uh, so, I had a good time recording this, I hope you had a good time listening, uh, and I hope to see you in the next one.